Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Uh, you are now tuned into anything potable. The most honorable, the most audible. Hold the applause like Paul Pierce when he was fresh out the hospital. Like Antoine when Hello and welcome back to Anything is Potable. I would give you the Sam Jam Packard open with all the screaming and the nonsense and the shenanigans, but it doesn't seem like a day for that. This is a dark day for the Boston Celtics, a very complicated day for the Boston Celtics, and a day that could shape their future for a long time to come. I am joined, I'm Jay King, I'm joined by my colleague, Celtics beat writer, Jared Weiss, and... I guess we'll start here, Jared. What has today been like for you uh, <laughs> trying to cover this Ime Udoka scandal? Yeah, I, I woke up this morning and just I didn't eat breakfast till 3 p.m. That's what, one of those kind of days. So you, you wake up and you wake up to a million texts. And you're like, what the hell? And you just immediately get to it. And this has been a day. I mean, what makes the story so insane is that there's so much misinformation out there already. And some of it's, it's, you know, sometimes you're like, this actually might be credible and you have to track it down. And so this is a lot different than most other things you're reporting on when you're covering the NBA. It's like, this is one, it's of serious gravity. And two, there's so much BS out there that trying to figure out what the truth is, even from places you know are usually reliable, is incredibly difficult. And so we're recording this at 6 p.m. on Thursday, and there's still an incredible amount of uncertainty. Yeah. And so just so the listeners are all aware, I am actually going to one of my best friend's weddings this weekend. <laughs> Great I, I am leaving soon, and then I'm going on my honeymoon to Greece. So this is literally my last day of work for a little while. And so that's why we're recording now before the Celtics have come out with any sort of statement about this. As we know things right now, uh, it looks like the Celtics are planning to give Ime Odoka likely a one-year suspension. It appears that Joe Mazzulla will be the interim head coach for the entire coming season and will take over for Ime Odoka, at least for that time. We'll talk about if we think it'll actually be just one year. Um, but this is an incredibly complicated situation. It's a situation that has a lot of delicate parts. And so we're going to try to discuss everything. If if it comes out that he resigns, although Chris Haynes reported that he's not going to resign, uh, then that's that's something on top of it that the Celtics will have to deal with. But as as far as as we know, they're planning to give Udoka a one year suspension. Joe Mazzulla will take over, and Ime Udoka had a uh, some sort of intimate relationship with someone on the Celtics staff. So it's just been a crazy day. Um, let's start with, and I I think. Like it's important to note that like 
for a lot of people out there, it's it's gossip. It's something interesting, something to talk about, something to call your dad or your mom and discuss. But for the Celtics, like this is really personal stuff. And there are people involved. Ime Udoka, who is obviously someone the players trust, obviously someone Brad Stevens admired, um, and this unknown, uh, anonymous so far female, who we, like, she's a, people, let's just say there are relationships involved and this is emotional for everyone. Um, And so it, it goes far beyond just basketball stuff and and that's why some of this is tricky to even discuss uh but i guess let, let's start with the suspension and what you felt um when you learned that udoka will likely get a one-year suspension and why i know that because we talked off offline why you think that he might not just be out for one year yeah and actually just before that uh the the way this is affecting the organization and why like literally the hours that this continues to tick on matters is there's a lot of for one there's a there's some women in the office that are basically getting doxxed online and they are completely innocent bystanders in this whole situation and they're undergoing that and that is that's a really serious situation that people are unwittingly experiencing just because of their proximity to the situation and there's a lot of people in the offices over there that are that are having an incredibly rough day and are not getting much guidance on what's going on here from what I've been hearing. And so there's a lot of, I think, overall organizational angst from every single person that's in that organization to want to see some sort of resolution coming here to slow that down. Um, as far as Udoka's situation, there's just like a, a simple a simple logic here of that if a guy has two years left on his contract in a job where you generally don't ever see the guy go into the final year of his contract, you suspend him for one year, and I can't see how you can plausibly extend his contract while you're suspending him for gross misconduct, then how do you bring him back in that situation? It's certainly possible, but it is it's like it seems like a nearly unheard of situation. This is obviously extremely unique because this is a coach who has been very successful so far, was building something incredibly promising with long-term uh, potential to it, and is very well liked in the organization outside of this situation here. And so this is someone they obviously would want to keep in most contexts, but this is obviously one of the few contexts in which it becomes extremely problematic. Yeah, and and before this news came out, it would have been impossible to imagine the Celtics going into next season, which training camp opens in three, four days. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, Without their head coach, Ime Udoka, who didn't just guide the Celtics to the finals, but also built all the habits that Brad Stevens wanted to see in them when he hired Udoka in the first place in terms of sharing the ball and in terms of defending at an extremely high level and getting Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown to commit to team basketball and reach a level as playmakers that they never had before. And so the fact that the Celtics are even considering a one-year suspension. And it it just goes to show exactly how seriously they take this matter and that this, this is not something that they take lightly in the least. Uh, they have tabbed Joe Mazzula as interim head coach. And like, so there, there are a lot of layers to this that in, are intriguing 
one of them is that the rest of the staff is all Imidoka's friends. Like the yeah. the Portland thing became like a meme almost where er- all the coaches most of the assistant coaches have ties to Ime Odoka dating back to his time in Portland when he was growing up. Damon Stoudemire, close friend of Ime Odoka. Ben Sullivan worked with Ime Odoka before. Um, Aaron Miles, close friend of Ime Odoka. Like all these guys are loyal to him. And, and now it's just, it's going to be, I think, I mean, maybe it won't matter because they like Joe Mazzula too, but it's just a weird dynamic where all these guys who are friends of Ime, who came to Boston because of Ime, are now going to be assistants for somebody else. And somebody who was who the organization passed over them to hire as the interim head coach. And so that's just weird in the first place. Uh, and another dynamic that the Celtics will have to work through. But but Joe, he, he's super respected. Um Talking to him just for a few minutes, you realize he's a super sharp basketball mind. He, when Ime Odoka went to Tokyo with the national team the summer before his first season as a head coach, Joe was basically the one running the program over the summer while Ime was away. He coached summer league the same year. Um, he interviewed before that for Ime's position. The Celtics passed him by for Ime, but still kept him along. He was one of only a few coaches to to be kept from Brad Stevens to Ime's staff. So he's a guy they've had a lot of respect for for a while. He's a guy I think the players respect. But but at the same time, it's just like you go from Ime Udoka, who literally there was complete buy-in this season. And that that's what led to the midseason turnaround. That's what transformed the Celtics. That's what brought them to the finals. And now you go to somebody else who's going to be a rookie head coach. And there's just a lot of uncertainty there. Uh, and so it's just they the Celtics went from having tons of continuity to still having a lot of roster continuity. But now Robert Williams is dealing with uh, a procedure on his knee and he'll be out four to six weeks. And now you have the unknown of an entire new coach and how that works um, as much as everyone respects Joe Mazzula, it's just going to be really different and and brings another way, I think, for the Celtics to fail this season. And another <laughs> thing that they have to overcome. Yeah, it's well, what's so interesting and unique about the situation is first off, you have the fact that Joe like finished runner up in that Utah job to Will Hardy. Uh, and so funny how that worked out. But like he was right there. He was really close. So I think in this last year. He's established himself as a as a prime, or not I shouldn't say prime, but like as a very viable NBA coaching candidate. So it's not like they're promoting an assistant who seems like a caretaker completely and isn't really a long term solution. Like Joe could be a long term solution for sure, and he at least already has those relationships built up. I I remember Jason Tatum talking really glowingly of him. I know Jalen Brown has a good relationship with him, so. They like this is someone who can come in and establish the kinds of relationships that are needed in order for this team to be successful. It's not like they're taking a complete shot in the dark with somebody who they don't know could work. He definitely could work. I think, honestly, the bigger concern in the situation is the context under which he's taking over because Ime, when he took over, he was they were rolling out the red carpet for him. They were handing him the keys to reform the organization the way that he wants it. 
while Joe is basically taking over as an emergency caretaker situation where they're basically telling him just don't screw up what's already working. And that's a lot harder of a task to pull off, especially on a team where their needs at this point are probably more management based than X and O based. Yeah. And that's where he may prove to be great. That That's, that's where like he handled a lot last year from Marcus Mart's comments early in the season to the atrocious losses <laughs> throughout <laughs> the early part of the season to getting everyone on the same page, uh, to game sevens on the road, to the narrative that Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown couldn't play together, which for a while was loud and distracting. Ime Odoka brought the Celtics through all of that. Um, back to the, the one-year suspension thing, which is what it sounds like as we record this. I just... It's it's such a weird situation um, for – it would be such a weird situation. Like let's just say he, he this does happen. He is suspended for one year, and one year from now he comes back and he's just in charge, and everybody's supposed to act like it never happened. And what, what happens to Joe Mazzulla then? What happens if he leads them – to a deep run in the playoffs. What happens if he leads them to the finals, to a championship? Does does Ime then come strutting back and and take over the reins again? Um, and then on top of that, like there's just a level of trust in the organization that you have to have in your head coach. And based on how the Celtics have reacted to this situation, based on the punishment they are at least considering for Ime Odoka, there is a level of trust there that has been lost. And and there is a level of of faith that he has to restore. Um, and like Brad Stevens was a guy who hired him. He he, he was hiring his own replacement. Um, and so now for this to happen, Brad has to be second guessing the man he hired. He has to be second guessing a lot of things right now. And I I just think there's a lot for the Celtics to get through to like before even considering bringing Ime Odoka back at some point. Like these are deep issues. These are issues that aren't going to just go away overnight. That aren't going to go away just because Udoka got suspended. And I mean, we don't know the full details. The full details have not been disclosed yet of, of exactly what happened, of exactly what went on, but it's very, it's obviously very delicate and it's obviously something that that Brad Stevens takes very seriously and and that's why like for me it's it's tough to see how this ends with Ime Odoka just walking into the facility one year from now and everything's fine especially because we've had this report out there for a while on Thursday that it's looking like a one year suspension is the main plan it's been, it feels like it's been like 10 hours since I saw that. And there's been plenty of time for them to finalize that plan and to make a release at this point. And nothing's happened yet. And that sounds to me like it's more than just a ver- the very simple portrayal of how it's come out at this point. There has to be more complication, whether it is personal or legal or whatever it may be. The situation, if, if, they, if they had a clear resolution in mind earlier today and it's still taking this long for it to actually get resolved, or at least, and I feel like it would 
probably get out publicly pretty soon after it gets resolved because of how many people and how many moving parts are involved with it. That you know that tells me that there there is a lot. There's more going on to the story, and the story is going to continue to evolve. Okay, so we've talked about Missoula a little bit. Uh, how do you think the players will react to this? Like, like are Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown sitting there like, what the fuck just happened? Like this guy we really really respected, and this guy who won us over, won us all the way over, is now just gone. Do you think there could be some resentment for Udoka, some resentment for the organization? Like, what do you think from the player's side will be the fallout of this? A little bit of both, because I think a big thing here is that the chemistry on this team had really fallen apart before last year. There was a distrust with the organization, especially under the climate where everybody was up for trade. It felt like that that was that was something that was coming up in every conversation I was having around the team. And that stuff really went away as the year went on. And it was it wasn't just Ime though. Like there was the locker room found a dichotomy of leadership that worked. There was, you know, like guys like Tristan Thompson were no longer there. There was a different group of leaders there that was able to get them more focused on the prize ahead. And it worked. And this, you know, having something like this where they lose the guy that they trust, maybe Missoula is able to get it back and they still have the coaching staff in place so they can they can steer the ship back in the right direction. But once again, it's it's creating you took away the one thing that broke every that, that brought all those broken pieces back together and now that glue is being stripped away and it's unclear if that's going to be able to hold together and we might see some of those issues seep in again and they might have trouble getting through those hard parts again because there's again some distrust in the organization because there it's but that's the tricky part is like if the organ if this is something where it's like the organization has to come down hard on this then like how could you have that distrust but it's it could it could at least revive some of the issues that were coming back before just because Udoka's presence is no longer there. Yeah, and and he was instrumental in changing things with the level of accountability he brought. Uh, the, quite frankly, like the the pure visceral honesty that he used um, to basically show the Celtics what was in the mirror. And get them to see that they were screwing up and they weren't playing together and they needed to change a lot of things to become a good basketball team. And he did it. And somewhere around midseason, everybody was on the same page. Um, they played the best basketball that I've covered a Celtics team play. Easily. Uh, they like ripped apart the entire league over the last couple months of the season. And so I think now without Udoka, like Joe Mazzulla could be really good. Joe Mazzulla could have a lot of the same traits. Joe Mazzulla could be another shining force. He could be awesome as a replacement, but we just don't know. And we know that Udoka was that. And, and so there's just this extra variable now that, that to me is, is kind of scary if you're the Celtics. And I don't even know if if I should go here yet because it's early and it's literally day one of whatever's coming from this. Um, so you're definitely going to go there. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm, I'm going there. <laughs> we're fucking going there. But, but like the Celtics were in a stable position, right? They were in a position where they didn't need to make a change. They didn't need to go after Kevin Durant if they didn't want to. They didn't need to – like they had what – they considered a championship level roster. They had what they considered a championship level coach. Now I wonder if Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown 
if this will change how they feel about the organization. And I don't know. I Obviously, they vouched for Joe Mazzulla. Ime Odoka said that all the players vouched for Joe Mazzulla when he was considering who to keep on staff. But, like, this is just another thing that these Celtics players have dealt with. Um, they've dealt with a lot from the Kyrie Irving era to, like, just 500 with Kemba Walker to Brad Stevens stepping down and becoming the GM to like bad playoff losses to fights in the locker room after <laughs> like they they've they've gotten through a lot and this is just one more thing um and so like I know for a fact that Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum were big 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 Ime Udoka fans and as I looked ahead to Jalen Brown's free agency two years from now and Jason Tatum's free agency beyond that, I think one of the draws for staying would have been Ime Udoka because of how they bonded with him, because they liked playing for him, and because he pushed them to a level that they'd never reached before, both as individually, I think, and as a team. And and so I'm not saying Joe Mazzulla can't provide that. I'm not saying that he won't provide that. I just think that like beyond what's happening this season with the Celtics and how now their their continuity is is a little bit more wobbly and everything's far more shaky than it was a week ago. Um, you also have this dichotomy where if Emil doesn't come back in a year, then Joe Mazzulla has to prove himself to these guys so that they'll want to stay. And that's just another layer to this. It, it's not pressing to think about Jalen Brown's free agency right this second, but it's coming, and those things are coming. And and stuff like this is so major and so huge that it could impact a whole lot of things, including how Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum view the organization. And to tie both of our last two points together – Jalen Brown was not happy about being in trade rumors. And it it wasn't just a rumor. Like it was a report that he was offered for Kevin Durant. And that it, there, there's a difference between like, oh, that's this is the, this package is being discussed versus like this was a package that was put on the table. That was the way Shams reported it. And obviously Jalen was not happy about that. And Marcus Smart found his name in trade rumors again. And uh, and Derek White uh, was also in that uh, reported package. And so what that does is, you know, the the like Danny, you know, they could have looked at the prior front office and be like, we know Danny Age at the top is always looking to maximize value, and obviously, while we you know trust him as a, as a manager, like obviously, we also know that he's willing to trade us if the opportunity presents itself. And then Brad comes in, and Brad was their coach, and there is a sense of trust in that. And then Brad puts you in a trade offer, and that's obviously going to affect it to a degree. And you, you understand it's the business, but you're obviously not happy about that, and so. At least in this case, you had Ime as the buffer there for the organization between your frustration with the front office shopping you and realizing it's a business there. And so when you take Ime away, someone who's really established that trust, it is hard to ha- for the organization to have the, the you know like the the in, the mediary system in place to keep somebody happy when they know that they were being shopped for another player. So Jalen looking ahead to his extension, like obviously. If if they don't feel confident in him staying through the season, or I guess after this season, that's when a guy approaching free agency can get traded. So 
Jalen's future seems to be moving further and further up on the totem pole of importance here with this move happening. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Yeah. And so that's probably not what fans want to hear. (laughs) Uh, But I guess this whole day has been filled with things fans did not want to hear. Uh, Let's talk about how how Joe Mazzulla could change the actual basketball product. Um, And as I think about things that stood out about Emil Dogo, one of those things was he loved big lineups. <laughs> like the Celtics typically played two big men. If it wasn't Al Horford and Robert Williams, it was Grant Williams and one of those guys, or Grant Williams and Daniel Tice, or Al Horford and Daniel Tice. Um, he liked to stay big. He didn't want to use Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum at power forward if he didn't have to. They played pretty minimally at that position. Um, and now Robert Williams is hurt. And now they have a new coach. And I do wonder if the the shape of their team and the shape of their lineups will change. Um, Malcolm Brogdon is also in like that. That could be another reason to go smaller and play him smart, Tatum, Brown, and one big man. So are, are there and, – and maybe it's too early to tell, but are there ways you could see them potentially changing because a new voice is in town and a new coach is in charge right now? Yeah, I mean, I th- I think just the first thing you you expect is that they're going to go more guard heavy, just because that was the way the roster is constructed for this upcoming season, especially and, for however long Robert Williams is out. Exactly, exactly, and, and like Joe, his original role with the team was he was basically player development for the point guards, right? So. Romeo Langford stand up, and uh, you. I re- nobody. I think I saw somebody tweeting about the ping pong paddle story that you had uh, back in the day. I mean, jo- Joe. Joe was the guard guy for uh, for this team, and so if there's anybody that was going to lean, you know, when you think of a coach leaning into like their into like their their own library in the back of their head to think of creative ways to tweak an offense, it's like they're going to go back to the stuff that they were working on in player development back in the day, and so. I know that, like with Joe, when I talk, with, I talk to people about what he does and like how he impacts. Because like you never really know what an assistant coach is really doing, besides like you either know they have the scout or they are a player development guy with certain positional groups. The big thing that I always was hearing was that he just what made him really good is that he's a really good tactician on both sides of the ball. So he's like a real two way tactician. And that's what made him a very viable coaching candidate because he's not like an offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator. So. I mean, it's it's hard to think of something that he would like specifically tweak, but I know that this team coming into this year, they were looking to figure out how to use the post up properly as an actual productive you know means to an end instead of last year where they started off in the low post with Jason Tatum, it was a disaster. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's more wings doing elbow stuff. And I know Danilo Gallinari is going to be a part of that, but not anymore. Um, and I'm hoping. I wrote an article a while ago about how I think Rob Williams could be really good with that kind of stuff from like the high post, but now we don't not going to see that for a while. But so I do expect some of that stuff to already be baked in anyway. 
But I mean, Missoula's big task offensively is to just like avoid isolation more and more, especially in the fourth quarter and not get stuck in those habits. While defensively, I don't think they're going to tweak that much this year, but especially with Rod being out early, they may have to tweak stuff a little bit. Yeah. And it's going to be really tough for Joe Missoula. Until the week before training camp, he thought he was going to be an assistant coach, right? <laughs> and now he is the head coach of the Boston Celtics with, what, 96 hours to prepare? Oh, God. Like, that—that that is really, really a difficult thing. And, and he is going on the fly. And it will help, certainly, that most of the guys are returners. And... He doesn't have to change much. They were really freaking good by the end of last year. Um, they don't need to make huge overhauls to reach a level of contention. They just need to make some small tweaks. But like, this is a massive, massive task for him to step into what is now just a nightmare of a situation uh, from what he has to deal with personality-wise. Not, not the people's personalities but just how everyone is dealing with this whole situation which is really emotional and caught a lot of people by surprise and is really a tumultuous time in the organization he's gonna have to step up on monday at media day and answer probably only questions about the guy he's replacing uh like this is gonna be a story the email doka thing no matter how long he's suspended or whether he resigns or whatever the case, this is going to be a story that sticks with the Celtics for the entire year. It's not going to go away. And Joe Mazzulla is going to have to deal with all that while being a head coach for the first time, while dealing with title expectations, while <laughs> trying trying to incorporate Malcolm Brogdon, while dealing with a front court that probably has Luke Cornett as the backup center, maybe even the starting center while Robert Williams is out. <laughs> Like this team went from looking like they were ready to just jump back on the court and beat teams by 15 points per game to, oh, wow. Like there's a lot happening here. And there there's just a lot more stuff that the players, that the coaching staff, that everybody involved is going to have to deal with and overcome and get through. And maybe they will. And I like – I certainly wouldn't be shocked if they still win a ton of games because they're very talented. They're very good. They know what made them great last year. But part of what made them great was Ime Odoka, and he won't be around for at least a while. And that's just a lot, man. That's just a lot. Uh, you got anything else to add? Jay, I think you need to go on vacation and get the hell out of here before this gets worse. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sorry for leaving you with the biggest scandal i guess it's not even the biggest scandal of the week in the nba but but with such a big scandal to to cover all by your lonesome i did not mean to get out of the country at this exact time with this bombshell of a story just dropped in your lap in your lap alone so i i am apo- apologizing right now to you for leaving you to deal with all of this. I love I love how he makes it sound like it's such a terrible thing that I get to get all the glory while he's on vacation. That's uh that's very generous of you. But you also get to cover a story that nobody gets into sports writing to cover. It's awful. It really is. And, and it's, it's probably going to get worse honestly, too. Honestly, like it's 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 really sad. Um and like when you it's just a really sad situation. There are a lot of people 
in that organization that are dealing with serious emotions right now. So my, my thoughts go out to them. Uh, and yeah, I guess we found out today that anything, including a coach suspension, is potable. Yep. And uh, I guess a good PSA while we're on it is if you think you have guessed that uh, who a random person you don't know is involved in something, you should not post personal information about them and aimlessly speculate it. So, yeah, don't be know, assholes out there. Yeah, we know this is going to happen and people are going to get docs whenever these things happen. And you hopefully will be the bigger person as someone that enjoys the entertainment and the craziness of the NBA and not contribute to that because there's a lot of innocent people that are getting dragged down by this that don't deserve to be. All right. Thanks for joining us, Jared. And we'll be back. I'll be back in a little more than a couple weeks. And but Packard Packard will be having the podcast in the meantime. So get get ready for episodes. At some point, they will be more cheerful than this. Perfect sign off. <laughs> Hopefully they'll be more cheerful than this. <laughs>